You're listening to the Lutheran Ladies Lounge Podcast. I'm Sarah. I'm Erin. I'm Bree. And I'm Rachel. It's October. It's Reformation Month, which means maybe you've had Oktoberfest at your Lutheran church. Hopefully. Post-pandemic? Post are we post pandemic? Midst of pandemic? I midst don't know. Of, and mm. maybe, maybe your church has gotten back we to We are sick and tired of pandemic. Is that a phase in the pandemic? Can that be yes. a phase? That's been the longest phase, actually. Uh-huh. That's been like the last two years. But anyway, sorry, I didn't mean to like put a damper on this. So hopefully maybe your church has had, had Oktoberfest. Maybe you're a new Lutheran or you're not German, or your church just doesn't do Oktoberfest and you have no idea what we're talking about. Today is a How to Lutheran with Brie, and we're talking about October festivities. Oktoberfest. This should be super fun. This this episode will be in English, not German, I promise. So, Brie. I'm glad that you said it would not be aired in German, Sarah, because <laughs> I need to be clear about one thing and one thing only. I am not German. I am not of German descent, as you may recall from past episodes. I'm a first-generation Lutheran, so what you're going to get today is a first-generation Lutheran's account of Oktoberfest, its origins, and where it stands in Lutheran culture today. Yes. Mm. All right. So you guys ready for this? Let's do it. Yes. yes. We should have had some like sausage and sauerkraut appetizers while That's we were recording. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> some good schnitzel. That's right. So I'm not German, <laughs> but I do love a good fall festival, and there are many. That happened, especially here in the Midwest. I feel like I feel like fall festivals in the Midwest, like meant for each other. Fall festivals are like the Midwest's top export, I feel like, <laughs> in terms of economics for sure. Uh, um, maybe behind corn. Yeah, maybe, <laughs> it's like corn, fall festivals, soybeans. And soybeans. <laughs> yeah. Monsanto will never get its grimy paws on fall festivals. <laughs> Just you try. Does Monsanto um, even exist anymore? No, it's Bayer. Oh, they're German know. now. Maybe they will. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> so, in addition to loving a good fall festival, I also love sausages and pretzels and mustard. Mm, potato pancakes. S- pota- so, potato pancakes. So, today, we're talking about a fall festival that is near and dear to the life of any Lutheran, and that is the Oktoberfest. Mm-hmm. So let me drop a little bit of knowledge on you. Feel free to interject, because I basically used some very basic, r- rudimentary <laughs> sources to get my information on this. Because again, kind of learning this for the first time and being fun about it. <laughs> so the Oktoberfest originated in 1810 in Munich, Germany. It was held originally to celebrate the marriage of King Louis I. He was crown prince of Bavaria at the time. Uh, his his marriage to princess... You can oh, do it. brother. Okay, you can Pr- do princess it. Teresa von Sachsen-Hildburghausen. Hey. Yes, I got it. The likely quote-unquote inventor of the Oktoberfest is debated, but it is usually credited to one of two German National Guardsmen, 
uh, one of which sounds like an Italian dude, if you ask me. Yeah. So I'm calling shenanigans on this. <laughs> Andreas Michael Dallarmi or Franz Baumgartner. Nice. So the original Oktoberfest itself was basically like a wedding feast for this crown prince and his new bride. It was a five-day festival that ended in a horse race, which is really what <laughs> it's like really what Oktoberfest was. Like these two National Guardsmen were like, let's have a horse race at the end of this wedding feast. Like, yeah. <laughs> and and the- 19th century NASCAR right there. That's right. That's right. And thus, Oktoberfest was born. Year after year, the festival grew and started to take form quite like the one we're familiar with today. I think eight years after the initial Oktoberfest, they added a state agricultural fair. And then in years preceding that, they added things like food and drink booths. By the late 20th century, the imagery that we probably most closely associate with the Oktoberfest, a.k.a. the Beer Hall, yes, um, is really <laughs> when that came about as an important element of the festival, where the original Oktoberfest was a five-day extravaganza. It is now about 16 to 18 days, and it runs from... Mid to late September through the first Sunday in October. Yeah, now, that's something my dad always has to point out. The true Oktoberfest is usually celebrated in September. Yeah. If you wait to October, you're wasting your time. What are you right. even doing? But <laughs> it's not called Septemberfest, Rachel. Have you told him that? <laughs> Have you informed him that it's not Septemberfest? It is, in fact, Oktoberfest. Have you met my dad? <laughs> <laughs> No, nope. we're in America. We like to do things our own way. Right, right. No. So, and I do want to be clear that what I'm talking about here is like specific to the quote unquote official yeah. Munich yes. Oktoberfest. We'll get into how it's celebrated it celebrated it. Celebrated it. Celebrated in America <laughs> in a few short minutes here. Um <laughs> So this festival has grown by leaps and bounds. In addition to the beer halls, you see things like parades, carnival rides, costume contests. It's really just become this big, overblown celebration of Bavarian culture and fashion and food. And it's just a grand old time. A fun time had by all, truly. Yes. Drinking Oktoberfest beer is... Delicious. Yeah, it's it's probably the most obvious activity that we would associate with the Oktoberfest. And the official Oktoberfest website claims that in the 16 to 18 days in which Oktoberfest is held, there's anywhere from six to seven million liters of beer consumed. (laughs) Wow. Oh, my goodness. That is amazing. That's nuts. (laughs) That's nuts to me. My kidneys... (laughs) Mm. reading this my kidneys are like crinkling inside Mm. my body well and you know that's like good beer too yeah it's Mm -hmm. it's real stuff legit german stuff it's oh let's put a pin in that for a second because (laughs) that's actually not true (gasps) what the scandal what i know know. you're gonna ruin october you're gonna be okay it's gonna be okay okay just trust me okay (laughs) as somebody who doesn't drink very much and especially not a beer drinker at all 
I would like to give a shout out to the real MVP, Mustard. Mm. Do love good mustard. It's mm-hmm. delicious. Mm. The official Oktoberfest in Munich truly is a celebration of Bavarian culture. But wherever you celebrate, you don't have to be German to do so. And actually, let's take the pin out of that little comment, Sarah, because <laughs> here's a fun fact that you obviously were not aware of. Oktoberfest beer did not originate in Germany. What? But was, are you ready for this? I don't think you're even ready for this. Wait, can this be a guessing game? Yes. Oh, I have the notes okay. open in front of uh, me. Yeah, I'm. I, yeah. yeah, you I can peep. guess. Okay, you can I get yeah. to guess. I predict that it was actually the the Oktoberfest beer was imported from the Czechs. <laughs> no, go further away. Further hey! away. <laughs> Don't be I rude. Predict <laughs> that it was from the Russians. Uh, that is farther away, but a different direction. I yeah, okay, then who is it from? <laughs> it is from... <gasps> Wait, the French. No, you're going the wrong no, way, homie. they drink wine. <laughs> from a place and where they don't even drink at all beer. nowadays. Well, that's true. Hey. Marzen beer, which is also... That's the type of beer that Oktoberfest beer is. Merzen. Likely, Mer- is, that, is that how you say Merzen. it? Merzen. If you're in German... Okay, <laughs> but Marzen works great. In fact, Mars- if you're ordering Mars- it at a, an American restaurant, I highly recommend calling it Marzen because the waitress might actually know what you're talking about. <laughs> it was likely a creation of the Mesopotamians. What? Huh. Which, if you know anything about geography, is modern day Iraq. Yep. Huh. Guess who was Mesopotamian adjacent? <laughs> Jesus. It was Jesus if you weren't going, if your brain wasn't there. So, point being, you don't need to be German to celebrate Oktoberfest because our Lord and Savior was probably closer to Mesopotamia than he was to Germany. Though we have no record of him actually drinking beer. Also, that. I would add, you don't actually have to be Catholic to celebrate Oktoberfest because Mm. Munich. Bavaria is not a German Lutheran area of Germany. It is a Catholic region of Germany. Always has been. And so it's something that if you are celebrating Oktoberfest in a Lutheran church, you are removed from the original culture. You're already appropriating. So you don't have to be German. You don't have to be Lutheran. But as a time to gather and celebrate the uh, beauty of the good Good year, a successful harvest, <sighs> the end of the garden when it's all gone to weeds and you can just be like, I got that last tomato out. I'm done. <sighs> You're done. You're done. <laughs> yeah. Anybody can enjoy Oktoberfest. And it, Oktoberfest mm-hmm. is for everyone. And it's not even a religious holiday either. No. Even though did. we kind of make it one. It's not. <laughs> um, the Oktoberfest in Munich has been canceled 25 times. In its 200 plus years, due to war, inflation, and disease, including the coronavirus pandemic. Stupid COVID! <laughs> it is canceled like this year. Ten. Mm. Unfortunately, these are instances where the only things that could truly cheer me up are eating soft pretzels and going on the Rocco planes. <laughs> Man, those soft pretzels. But alas. Hmm. So, hmm. obviously, we have a... We have a significant tie-in to 
Oktoberfest as Lutherans, just by virtue of the German linkage, I imagine that's that's why churches in the Lutheran sphere have kind of gotten into that, especially in America. Your own churches may have their own October festivities. I would be interested in hearing about what those are in the Facebook group. We'll be sure to put a prompt in the group to see how you guys all do your little Oktoberfest thing. Concordia Seminary St. Louis has a has a Oktoberfest celebration of fairly significant notoriety every year. So what about you guys? Like, does your church celebrate Oktoberfest? What does it do? Has it been doing it for a very long time? Like, what is your experience with it? Ours, I we we don't have like, I don't think I've ever done a full-fledged Oktoberfest at church. I know the one like full-fledged Oktoberfest I went to was actually when we lived in Forest Park, which is uh, right next to River Forest, which is where Concordia is because Forest mm-hmm. Park is home to all of the German beer bars because River Forest is a dry community. So... <laughs> So Forest Park went all out and that one that one was legit. However, my church when we were when we lived in Chicago, they always had like their reformation celebration was an Oktoberfest kind of meal after church. Mm-hmm. So we would have all of the good German foods and people would dress up in their German attire and 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 that. So we'd have, you know, the potato pancakes and the sausage and sauerkraut and the pretzels and the the schnitzel and the apple strudel and all of the the legit german food that's just small amazing what is it the word is escaping me right now what is it called the the little noodle dumpling things what are they Spetzel! Spetzel! That's mm. the one. I do love that. You can get that at Aldi, by the way. Um, and then... <laughs> I got some last week, food. actually. Sitting in my You're pantry. We can Aldi, man. Um, Sorry, not a commercial where, for Aldi. Wait, no. Is it in, like, the freezer? I'm serious right now. Is it in, like, the freezer section? No, it's in the... Um, dry food, isn't it? Yeah. 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 It'll, it'll be by the noodles. Or sometimes it's yeah. in the hair today, gone tomorrow aisle. I don't yeah. know why, because it's almost always there. We'll have to do a recipe card on Spätzle mm. at some point. I, I make it from scratch sometimes, and it's um, a lot of work, but it's so good. Yes. So we, we did that when we were in Chicago. Here, if we do our, like, an outdoor fall festival, actually, sometimes it's with our picnic, we get a good German band, so we kind of celebrate it, like, differently. Oompa but we do, band. we totally get a German band, and it's really fun, so... We haven't done anything, like, huge. And, of course, it always involves German beer because... Because it's Oktoberfest. Yeah. Why not? (laughs) Why wouldn't you? Exactly. My church does, we started doing an Oktoberfest uh, Mm -hmm. fairly recently. So that's, it's not like a decades long tradition. It's pretty, it's really just a picnic, but it's delicious. (laughs) (laughs) We don't have a band. It's basically a potluck, but we have grill sausages instead of having just full-on potluck and there are some traditional sort of dishes but also other crowd pleasers Mm -hmm. and there is it's that is the one potluck where we do actually have have beer offered yeah it's just after church on the last sunday in october so it usually ties in with reformation for us as well okay Mm -hmm. um yeah cool yeah it's fun we set up out on the church lawn I mean, give me an excuse to have a potluck. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Do you need one? <laughs> no. Exactly. Any any day is a potluck day mm-hmm. in my book. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I've not been. I it's been years. Like I was a kid the last time I went to an Oktoberfest at a Lutheran church. It was fun. I had a blast. Church we were at for a while. They had the fellowship meal for October was a sauerkraut supper. And at first I was like, that sounds awful because I hadn't yet learned to like sauerkraut as I do now. But no, it was sausages swimming in sauerkraut. And if you didn't like sauerkraut, you could just fish the sausages out. It was still, (laughs) I think, would probably go down as my children's least favorite church fellowship meal of the year. Mm -hmm. That was wonderful. But Oktoberfest is something that in my family, we have, will always, always find a good Oktoberfest if we can. I was very heartbroken this year. There was none nearby, but my dad sent me photos from the one he attended in Michigan uh, that I'd been to a few times that was not an official Lutheran thing. But I tell you, you go to that Oktoberfest, you're going to find some Lutherans, you know, sitting two tables yeah. over from you because <laughs> <laughs> we're all there. And my favorite part, I mean, I love the food. I enjoy the beer and the fellowship and the noise and the raucous time. But I'm a, I love to polka, you guys. Mm. I'm a polka dancing fiend. And, um, and so that's what, that's what I love. If you're going to have an Oktoberfest, get, if not a German band, at least a, play, a Spotify playlist or something. Put it up over the speaker and yeah, clear yeah. an area of floor so that the polka dancers can enjoy and burn off some of that sausage mm-hmm. uh, before they go home. <laughs> yes, I don't have it. No, no, no. I don't have a dirndl. I've always wanted one, oh. but those things are really expensive. Oh my goodness! Just Google dirndl, and it's not. It's like Halloween. Like party city, like like oh, oh no it's no like, you need a real no, one like beer mm-hmm. wench no stop it no Let, a little letter hosen mm. <laughs> <laughs> Rachel did you ever go to the Oktoberfest in Frankenmuth did we I think we did because um, like German yeah. Lutheran headquarters of Michigan yeah yeah I'm sure I'm sure we did <laughs> that was uh would have happened the same month uh, you know maybe I didn't because the year we lived. Uh, just a few miles from Frankenmuth, I had a baby September 13th. Oh, so something tells well. me I was not in polka dancing shape when it would have come around. Of beer. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I, I know we went to some German festivals while we were there and enjoyed them immensely, but I'm not 100% positive we made it to Oktoberfest. <laughs> <laughs> One day we need to have a ladies' lounge field trip to Frankenmuth and explore all of the German wonderfulness. Yes. German wonderfulness. <laughs> yes. But yes, I love Oktoberfest. I, I see it as more an outgrowth of my German heritage. Uh, not, And I'm not, I'm like half German, just a very loud half. Uh, <laughs> more of an outgrowth of my German heritage than of my Lutheran faith. Because I really, as much oh. as I love the the culture, and if a German, if a, if a Lutheran church has an Oktoberfest, I am gonna be there like banging down the door at opening time because I love them so much but I definitely see my Lutheran faith as something that goes deeper than any other cultural heritage and so Mm -hmm. it certainly would not be would not be something that if it didn't happen at my Lutheran church I'd be like are you even Lutheran (laughs) right right (laughs) no and I I honestly I think it is one of those things where some churches do it and then they've done it and it makes sense. And I think there are just some that. Have, so personally for me, I, I don't growing up. I don't think we ever had anything like an Oktoberfest party or festival at Matt's Vicarage congregation. They had 
the the men's group grilled brats last weekend and there was like pretzels and bratwurst and it was just like a little side thing but it wasn't this full-blown like polka band and dancing around and (laughs) drinking mars and beer (laughs) but yeah it's certainly like oktoberfest celebrations do not a lutheran church make Mm -hmm. and i think well maybe not so much interesting but i just wonder like as our church as a whole lutherans as a whole sort of get less homogenized and less because i mean obviously we have a lot of especially missouri synod lutheran churches that are very like very tight grip on their german heritage and that's all fine and good but like as we become less that which is not necessarily a bad thing no not at all what is it what does October, what is the new generation or the mm-hmm. next generation of Oktoberfest? Well, maybe, what does that and look it's like? A, a, more of an and. So Oktoberfest, it's a fun, fun opportunity for fellowship. Yeah. But maybe there's something else that's unique about your community that you're going to do that or your members. Maybe you have a, you know, uh, our church has a Nepalese fellowship. That's yeah. That's part mm-hmm. of it. Yeah. So maybe we need to consider, is there some sort of a thing along those lines yeah. culture can get tricky though and this yeah. probably is going to take it in a more serious direction that's than okay. we want for this one but that's all right. right i was thinking about it i was like so we do this we but we also i know wrestle with the idea of when like you get a whole lot of america culture into our church <laughs> and what does that look like but we're fine with it if it's german culture right like i just said the nepalese fellowship but i know that they also like see very there, there's some challenges in the culture and what that actually brings with it. And so I don't know that they would actually want sure. to have a Nepalese culture fellowship mm-hmm. event because sometimes there's a lot of stuff woven into culture mm-hmm. that doesn't actually align well with <laughs> what we believe. Anyway, I, it was just, it just no, occurred good- to me with, with, this whole thing that we are we're very comfortable with it maybe it's just because it's we aren't in germany and so right. it's and we're far away right. okay. but mm-hmm. that's a good point those are interesting dynamics to think about i'm sad yeah i was yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's, it's fine well, I'll, I'll give you some not. hope i was at a <laughs> yeah, i was at a lutheran church for a few years that they did not have an oktoberfest that i remember But there were several families in the church who were Chinese-American. And they did have a little get-together around the Chinese New Year every year. And I remember I learned how to make dumplings, and that was wonderful. You know, it was was just a wonderful, inclusive way to say we realize that this is an important part of your culture that is not incongruous with your faith. And we want to celebrate that. So I think you're right that that Brie, if we're if we're looking at ways to just I mean any excuse for a loving opportunity for fellowship, right? Um, <laughs> in ways like, that we yeah. can be welcoming and hospitable and take people as they are and celebrate the things the the distinctive gifts that they bring to our churches. Like yeah. that's that's awesome. So mm-hmm. I mean, you, yeah, you could cancel Oktoberfest. Be like, this doesn't have a place in a multicultural church. Or you could just say, well, we'll have this party and this party and this party and some more parties. And yeah. Over and potluck every weekend. Potluck yeah. Every weekend. Yes. I love it. That's a great idea. <laughs> mm-hmm. That is a wonderful idea. 
For sure. Absolutely. And you know what? That's all I got today, guys. Oktoberfest, it's fall festival season. Let's come together and normalize cultural celebrations of all kinds mm-hmm. in our churches, as long as they're not like heretical, rooted in some <laughs> pagan practice or whatever. The end. The, the, I'm just going to stop talking <laughs> right there because I know I know better and I will not fall into that trap. <laughs> Well, ladies, if you have an Oktoberfest story, we would love to hear it in our Facebook group. You can join our group on Facebook, The Lutheran Ladies Lounge. You can also share your stories with us on Instagram. You can tag us in those stories. And hey, if you've got an Oktoberfest, some photos you want to share and tag us within reason, we'll share them on (laughs) our Instagram stories. Bonus points for letter hosing. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> oh, you can uh, follow us on Instagram at Lutheran Ladies Lounge. You can find all of our podcasts at kfuo.org slash Lutheran Ladies Lounge or on your favorite podcasting app. You're listening to the Lutheran Ladies Lounge podcast. I'm Sarah. I'm Erin. I'm Bree. And I'm Rachel. Views and opinions expressed on the Lutheran Ladies' Lounge podcast may not represent the official position of the management or ownership of KFUO Radio, the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. The Lutheran Ladies' Lounge is produced by KFUO Radio and available at kfuo.org or wherever you get your podcasts. Join our community on Facebook in the Lutheran Ladies' Lounge. My phone's ringing. What? (laughs)